Every day is an opportunity for you to learn something that sets your home improvement or home services business apart from the competition. Let's make today one of those days. This is a podcast for home improvement and home services marketing. This is Built By. You've got to be adaptable. You've got to find a way to accommodate an uncomfortable customer. If you're not getting the home advisor leads in the first five minutes, you shouldn't even do it. Hopefully we're eating their lunch while they're trying to get back up and running. Hey, what's up, y'all? Matt Miner here with Hatch. I hope everything is going awesome in your corner of the world on this Thursday, January 21st. I am super excited about today's episode. We talk about one of the marketing aspects, one of my favorite aspects, actually, and the one that I hold near and dear to my heart. This is where I kind of got my start was what piqued my interest, and that's inbound marketing. So if you're unfamiliar with what inbound marketing is, super simplification of it right now. I can't even say simplification, but super simplification of inbound marketing is this, and that is customers coming to you. And you're probably asking yourself, if you're not familiar with it, how the hell can we rely on customers to come to us? That doesn't make any sense. That is not a profitable marketing plan. And you're probably right. If you're just starting out, you can't rely on inbound marketing to build your funnel. This is a process. It's kind of a long-term play. Um, It's quicker than you'd think, typically about three to six months. I know some companies have seen success, um, but you have to start building it now if you wanna see results from it in the future. And the best thing about inbound marketing is that you'll never find more qualified leads than what you get from your efforts here. Like these leads are on fire, they're so hot. They're ready to buy. They've done all of the research beforehand. They built a relationship with you from a distance. They trust you and they're ready to make the jump. So in today's podcast, Spencer Powell, who is the founder and CEO over at Builder Funnel, um, has a conversation with me about what he's seeing in the industry, how he's coaching his clients on inbound marketing, what they need to start building, what they need to be considering this year. And this is an amazing time for you to start thinking about this and start kind of building and planning because what we're hearing from our customers is that leads aren't a problem. And that's a good problem to have. And that's a good place to start with this because you don't have to rely on other avenues as much to start building your inbound engine. And that's really what it is. It's an engine, it's a snowball that just keeps generating leads and it's all for free. Other than the time spent in it, it's free. So this is a free type of marketing. You're building relationships with customers. You don't even have to have face-to-face conversations with them. And they're the most qualified leads you'll find. I'm telling you, this is what you need to listen to and what you need to start doing right now and building this inbound funnel. So Spencer and I talk about some of the strategies. Um, he lays it out. He actually gives the blueprints. Again, this is like another consulting session for free that you can have just by listening to this podcast. Amazing value. We cover all that and some other things and don't miss at the end. Um, Spencer gives his number one tip home improvement business or contractor um, when it comes to marketing the thing that he's telling every single person and trying to keep top of mind uh, you don't want to miss that so without any further ado let's just get right into it i'm going to go ahead and kick the episode off i'll see you on the other side enjoy 
Yeah, you know, my family's been in the space for about 110 years out in the Seattle market. So um, they started in, in building and spec building and then got into remodeling and custom homes and handyman division, property management, you know, kind of the whole gamut. Um, that business has definitely um, done a lot of different things over the years. And um, when I got out of school, I was, I don't know, just looking for like, what am I going to do with my life? And this was right around the time that like Facebook business pages were the hot, new, cool thing that, you know, um, businesses were like, oh, I got to get on Facebook. And so I started looking into that and just seeing this trend of social being used in business and figured, hey, I, maybe I can figure this out. So I really just got a couple of friends and family clients and started working with them and then kind of got into blogging and SEO. And then it just kind of evolved from there. And I started really enjoying it and like it and seeing some traction and some results. And um, so I think, you know, like some people, you know, you just kind of stumble your way into something and then you realize, oh, this is a lot of fun and I'm seeing some success here. So I'll just kind of keep going down that path. Awesome, man. You know, inbound marketing is interesting, like the actual like term. So it was invented by HubSpot, I believe. Um, and it is essentially, you know, when customers come to you. Um, everyone has a different definition of like the, the lead funnel, the flywheel, all of this <laughs> random, you know, confusing stuff. But to you, what is inbound marketing? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. The, the way I think about it is, you've got all these people out in the world and the way they shop and buy is totally different than it used to be. Um, you used to have to go like, say you're buying a TV or something, you'd go into like a circuit city or uh, Best Buy or something like that. And you'd talk to a salesperson and they had all the cards, right? They had all the information. They'd say, here's what we've got here, are the different price points, the different models, the different specs. Well, that with the internet, that's all shifted. Everybody can go online and get this information. And so the whole premise of inbound is instead of jamming a message out there, like hoping it lands on the right people with like billboards and radio and TV, you're saying, hey, I know there's a bunch of people actively looking for what I offer. They just don't know my company name yet, but they know what they need, whether that's a new fence, a new roof, a kitchen remodel, whatever it is. And so the whole premise of inbound is how do I attract them while they're researching? And now suddenly they're on my website, on my blog, on my social media pages. So that's how I um, think of inbound marketing in kind of the, the everyday person's terms. Yeah, awesome, man. It's it, there's a difference, I guess, between there, there's kind of two different leads in home improvement, right? There's the intent based, which I think everybody's accustomed to. These are the leads that come to you from Home Advisor or Angie's List. Um, typically, like they know what they want and they've done the research, or it's like an emergency roof repair and they're they're reaching out. So the concept of inbound is interesting because instead of intent-based leads, it's interest-based leads. So people that, that don't know that they need to have this renovation um, or they've been staring at that window locked in their homes for the last six months and they're ready to replace it and that sort of thing. Um, talk a little bit about um, difference between those leads and why home improvement companies should start thinking a little bit more so about those interest-based leads. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, the breakdown there. And, and really I think it comes back to just, again, thinking about um, 
think about the buying cycle, right? And so if somebody has an emergency, uh, you know, repair that they need done, the, the buying cycle is super short and, but they're still probably going to go to Google and then they're just going to quickly find whoever's at the top or they'll go through like a Angie's list or home advisor and then they'll just get kicked out and they need something right away. So that compresses, you know, the, both the marketing process and the sales process, you have almost no time to get that opportunity and you have to be fast. So that's kind of that one bucket. Um, but like you said, so many opportunities are actually um, not necessarily always in that bucket. And people um, may be thinking about a kitchen remodel, but uh, maybe it's not really on their three month radar. It might be on their nine or 12 month radar. And so, but they're still browsing around. They're on Pinterest, they're on Google, they're looking for design ideas and design trends. And um, they see stuff that their friends are posting. And so that's when it kind of sparks that initial interest. And, and now they're just kind of sitting there doing research kind of behind the scenes. But what you can do is you can actually capture those leads as they're researching, and then you can start to build a relationship with them over time. So that over a nine month period, while they're just kind of researching, thinking about it, brainstorming, dreaming, all these things, you're actually there with them every step of the way. But instead of being there on a sales call, you're there via a newsletter or a blog or a video or a project page. And there's lots of different ways that you can engage and educate that person. And now when you fast forward to nine months later and they're actually ready to say, talk to some companies and enter the sales process and kind of out of the marketing process, you've been building trust and credibility and presence, you know, in their mind. And so there's a very high likelihood that you're the first person they contact and maybe the only person if you've done a good job building up enough trust. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I hear it all the time in the industry and it's people will do business with the company that they trust. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like inbound is the way, like you said, just to start building that relationship from the get-go, building that trust sort of thing. Yeah. And I think about even just something like you and I are doing now. I like to sometimes use that as an example. If somebody's watching this or listening to this, you're getting to know us a little bit, right? And then if you kind of like what you hear, you might learn a little more. Um, and, and that's where I think video can be really powerful. Audio can be really powerful because you actually get to know somebody before they get to know you. So you're listening to this, you know who I am, you know who Matt is, but we don't know who you are yet. Um, and so it allows you to do your research and be comfortable before you reach out. And so it's the same for your customers. They're getting to know you at a distance, so they're getting more comfortable with you. And that is really powerful. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so success story. When did you realize that inbound could work for this industry? What was an early win that you had? Yeah, so this will go way back. We'll go back to 2010. Um, we had first gotten started with my my uncles were running the family business at the time. They had a remodeling uh, division and a custom homes division, and they were trying to ramp that up because spec building pretty much went to zero during the Great Recession. And so um, basically went to them and said, hey, you know, there's this big shift in the way people are shopping and buying. Like, let's change the way we're thinking about your website. And so we started doing some blogging, some SEO, some social for them. It was pretty, pretty basic at the time, not like what we're doing today. 
Um, but as we started blogging more and more and answering all these questions, you know, things that people were typing in, you know, what are the latest design trends? What does it cost to remodel a kitchen? How long does it take? Um, we started pulling these people in and uh, they went from, I mean, that, that early win, I guess you're asking about is we started to see like traffic was going up, leads were going up, they were closing some projects. And it was kind of like, that was the first taste of like, hey, this actually works. Like there's something here. And then over the next several years, we ended up taking them from about 2 million to over 10 million in sales. Um, and that was that like, okay, this definitely works for this industry. But in those early years of 2010, 11, 12, um, not, those were the early adopters. I give my, my uncles a lot of credit. They jumped on board and said, hey, let's, let's try this when it was super new. I feel like just now we're starting to get to like normalization within home improvement and the construction space and digital marketing as a path to, you know, help you grow. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because like you're a lot of owners or <clears throat> a lot of people in marketing expect the quick, easy, early wins to be leads, but it's kind of a ramp up period, right? It's like an engine that keeps going. You'll start seeing more website traffic, more hits to your blog, and then you just have to be patient and let things build up. You really do. It's a good point. It's, and it can be a little bit scary when you're writing checks or you're investing time and, you know, money and whatever it is. And you see, you look for those little wins along the way and you do have to have some faith. And I think at this point it's been proven that like the process works and there's enough case studies out there and people that have done it that you should, should be able to have some more confidence, but when it's your money, it's still a little bit scary. Yeah, absolutely. So like, this is a great segue to my next question, which is I've heard a lot. I've worked for companies before where the owner was like, look, we can't rely on people to come to us. We have to go to them. Let's put this on the back burner for now. Um, it's kind of a common thing you, you hear, maybe less so nowadays that people are starting to realize the power of inbound. But um, let's say for a marketer that's listening to this, that's trying to get buy-in from their owner um, to maybe invest a little bit more, spend some time on blogs. Um, how do you coach your clients on you know, realizing that this is a route that they should add to their, their marketing plan? Yeah, really good question. So usually the conversation is around like how desperate are you right now for an increase in, in leads? You know, because if you need leads today, tomorrow, you know, paid is usually going to be the faster and better route to that. So maybe Google ads or some social ads or something like that, because you can basically force traffic in your direction versus the inbound style where you're saying, hey, I'm going to build this over time. Um, but I always say like, if, if things are strong, you know, and you've got a good pipeline, you've got work, um, that's the time to start building it because you don't need it immediately. Um, and I also putting that aside. So I think there's like speed with paid and then long-term building with organic. Um, but I always just encourage people fast forward three years, three years is not a long time. Um, it feels like a long time in the moment, but it goes by so quick. And if you just start today building your blogs, building your SEO, working on your website, working on your lead conversion, and then you fast forward three years from now, most people won't get started. And so if you start and your competitors don't, like you're going to start to feel those effects in year two and in year three. And you'll be super glad you did. And so it's just it's one of those like delayed gratification things, just like anything with like 
fitness or weight loss or, you know, saving and investing, you know, you have to put in that initial work, but then it's, you said it earlier, it's kind of like that machine, that snowball that builds, you know, and you write 12 blogs one year, and then the next year you write 12 more. And now those 12 blogs you wrote in year one, they're still working for you. They're out there on Google 24 seven, pulling in traffic and starting to pull in some leads. Yeah, that's awesome. I think you answered my next question, which was, let's say that a company gets buy-in, they're ready to go, the marketers, you know, chopping at the bit to get started. They've got a website, that's about it. Where do you suggest they kind of start there? Is it, you know, building blogs or is it building content? What's your, what's your take there? Yeah, it's, um, I'm glad you asked the question because I think a lot of times in this arena, people jump to social. And what we've seen from our data across all of our clients is organic traffic from Google provides the best quality lead and the best quality customer. Um, Not saying social doesn't play a role and it's not important, but if you're just getting started and you've got a website, I would put the majority of my focus into really good core website pages. So thinking about the SEO and the content, making it really helpful for the user, informational, um, and then, yeah, starting a blog and getting that going in the form of content. If you can integrate video and audio into that, awesome. But if not, at least get that that content machine going. Very cool. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, no problem. So starting with a blog and that kind of gets the SEO or search engine optimization. Everything has like the craziest terminology in inbound marketing for some reason, but marketers love our lingo, you know, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Um, so for in layman's terms, I guess you want to write blogs because Google will find your website, what people are asking in Google. So whatever they're typing in and if it's high quality, if people find you, they stay there and actually read the content, you start ranking higher. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's the gist of it. You know, let's let's take I always like to start with the the questions because that's an easy way to think about SEO. Um, A lot of times we think about keywords and keyword ranking and that sort of thing. And that that plays a huge role. But if you just think about all the questions that you get asked in the sales process or questions that you think people are asking while they're doing research, I love the cost example. How much does it cost to replace a roof in Denver? How much does it cost to build a fence in, you know, Houston or, you know, whatever your service is and um, cost? People ask that. It doesn't matter if you don't want to tell them that or you're like, no, I want to get them in the sales process first. Then we'll talk about costs. Um, doesn't matter. They're going to find the information somewhere, so they might as well find it from you. And so um, that's just one question. And you can talk about like, hey, a fence costs between five grand and 50 grand or 30 grand and 60 or whatever it is, you know, and you don't have to say it costs, you know, $7,428 because you know, that's not how it works, but you just want to give people a sense of how cost is determined. Um, Same with timeline. How long is this going to take? What are the current design trends? What are the current styles? What are my options? You know, there's dozens and dozens of questions. And so if you think about somebody in your area searching, you answer that question they find your blog post, now they're on your website, and then we can move into top of funnel lead conversion if you want, but that's where you have an opportunity to convert them into a lead. But if you start with those initial questions, you'll start to pull in traffic. Um, and yes, like what you said, if, if somebody's on your blog and they're spending time on it, Google likes to see that. Oh, they spent 
three minutes, five minutes, seven minutes. Well, there must be something interesting here. So maybe we should rank this post higher. Um, you can kind of force some of that too. If you drive traffic via email or via social or some social ads to a blog, and then people stay on the blog, Google sees, wow, there's some activity going over here. Maybe we should rank this higher. So you can actually leverage things like email and social to improve your Google rankings. But again, it all starts with that content's got to be good. It's got to be helpful. They've actually got to be engaging with it. And if they start clicking through on your website, Google likes that as well. So those are kind of more of the like technical SEO factors that integrate in with just content and educating and answering questions, which is kind of like the whole philosophy of inbound. Yeah. Yeah. I went super basic with that. So I'm sure. I mean, yeah, you can, you can start here and you can go, I mean, we could go for hours on SEO for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm sure there's some marketers out there that are like super mad right now, but (laughs) it happens. (laughs) But cool. So let's talk about, I want to take a step back and I want to talk about um, the marketing funnel, which is, it's you know simplifying this again the marketing funnel is, is three pieces you've got your top which is the wide open part um that's when people give you your contact information you've got middle where they're starting to kind of the realization that maybe they do want to get their kitchen renovated or you know get their bathroom a new bathtub something along those lines and then the bottom of the funnel is that they schedule an appointment or they set or you hand it off to sales basically i would love to hear um from your experience working with companies or is something you ran on your own um a campaign where you had seen um every like a a a customer go through top to bottom um and some of the like key points there that you saw yeah yeah so uh, I'm going to take this in maybe a slightly different direction um, because I think as as marketers, we love to put things in these perfect, you know, like you said, top, middle, bottom. And like some people probably go through the journey like that, you know, but in my experience, like you, you capture somebody at the top, they might actually be in the middle. You know, they convert on something that you would consider a top of the funnel, you know, lead capture on your website. Maybe they download a, um, you know, a cost report or a design guide or something or a checklist. So now they're in your funnel. Um, I think for a lot of companies, you can think about it as they're at the top and then they're in nurturing mode until they actually book a meeting. And, And during that time when they're researching, they're bouncing all over the funnel, right? They're they're going back to the top for things that you would think of as like initial like design ideas and getting inspiration. But then they're in the middle, like what does the process look like? How long does this take? But then they're at the bottom, they're looking at pricing and they want to know all that. And they're exploring three companies before they reach out. And so uh, I find that people are kind of bouncing throughout that um, over the course of days, weeks, months, and sometimes years. And then eventually they kick out into the sales process. So um, so I guess back to your question, I, I don't know that it flows perfectly, uh, for our industry that way. Um, I think a lot of like software and tech, sometimes you can kind of step people through that a little bit more, but I find that, yeah, you, you basically just want to grab people while they're in research mode. Cause you don't know if they're on day one of research or day 50 of research, get them when you can, and then stay in front of them, educate, build trust and credibility and they might enter the sales process two days later or two months later or two years later. And if you build a big enough pipeline, 
you're going to have a huge bottom of the funnel. And so that's kind of the big takeaway for me is just build that top of the funnel. The middle expands, the bottom expands with that. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, now that I think about it, it is people do bounce around. I mean, even we're all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Even if they are in the sales process, they probably go back to top of funnel to be like, well, you got that? it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they, you know, you meet with a salesperson and then you go look them up on Instagram or LinkedIn and you kind of do a little more research. Like as consumers, we just love the power. Like what can I, what else can I find out? What information can I look up? You know, we want to be confident um, going into those sales calls. So we like to be armed with as much information as we can get. Yeah, that's awesome, Spencer. So um, last question for you, and this is something I started last week. It's kind of corny, but it's a last tip before we dip. So what's the one thing that you want home improvement businesses or people listening to this podcast to take away? The one thing that you're kind of giving your clients right now, um, the top of the thing that's top of mind for you? Yeah. So if I had to pick one thing, I would say, Build some sort of compelling uh, top of the funnel lead capture device. And so it could be, you know, a remodeling checklist, a cost report, you know, a design guide, something free that you're going to give them. It doesn't need to be crazy. It could be a five page PDF that has some valuable information and you're going to ask for a name and an email. By doing this, you can take your conversion rate on your website and double or triple it. Um, because right now you're not capturing anybody that's in research mode. You're only capturing people that are filling out a contact us or a request a quote or a schedule a call. Those are all bottom of the funnel. I'm interested in talking. That's only about 3% of any given market at any given time. Everyone else is just researching. So by doing that, by putting that on your website, you now have the ability to capture people that would normally browse, click around and leave. But now you can pull them into your funnel. So if you take one thing away, I would say, you know, build that into your website and you'll see your conversion rate go up for sure. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, you know, to wrap up, Builder Funnel, I've seen the name come up so many times. And this is I've been in I've been at Hatch since, you know, October 2019, and I've seen your name come up a bunch. Um, just as one of the the good guys in the industry that's actually doing something a little bit different, that's seeing results, right? Um, tell me a little bit about Builder Funnel and, and kind of what you guys are building over there. Yeah, I appreciate you asking. Um, yeah, we try to we try to practice what we preach. Right? We see a lot of agencies that kind of you know the way they prospect and find you and of all like outbound and, you know, prospecting and Hey, you're doing this wrong. And, um, and we, we eat our own dog food. So we create a lot of content. We do SEO and all that kind of stuff. But, um, our whole, whole goal is to make people think of their websites as like 24 seven salespeople. And so we want to build that machine for them, or we want to teach them how to build it themselves. Um, so we do full service agency where we're writing the blogs and doing all the SEO and the social and actually like clipping in as you're an extension of your marketing team. But then we also have Builder Funnel Academy for anyone that wants to do it themselves and get trained and, you know, learn about all this kind of stuff. Um, and so we're and then obviously just like on the free side, we have podcast video 
blogs, you name it. But we're just trying to educate people on how this stuff works, how it's changed, what's working now. And we kind of take everything that's working for our clients and try to share that so people can use it. And we know some people just take the free and they'll use it. And that's awesome. And then some people will want to pay us for our expertise and our time. And that's just the way we kind of have approached it since the beginning. That's awesome. It's you know, doing a great service for the industry and, and kind of introducing them to, to this concept. Um, Spencer, if anybody wants to learn more about Builder Funnel or, or connect with you, um, where should they go? Yeah, so easiest way is builderfunnel.com. Um, but then I'll, uh, I'll say check out the academy, builderfunnelacademy.com. And then I just uh, launched a book as well. It's called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can find that over on Amazon or you can go to the book website. We've got some book bonuses going on. So remodelermarketingblueprint.com. That's awesome, man. You're officially the second author of How to This Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> crazy yeah yeah this is awesome it's uh yeah it's it's adding legitimacy to the podcast there you go there you go you know we're doing what we can as guests you know (laughs) 